Welcome to The Odds Couple, a presentation of ESPN Chicago. The Odds Couple is brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino Las Vegas. The Odds Couple. Here's your host, Mike Norris and Carmen DeFalco. Welcome to your weekend, everybody. Time for another edition of The Odds Couple, presented by Circa Resort and Casino. It's Mike North. It's Carmen DeFalco. We roll into a long holiday weekend, and we made it, Mike. It's not week zero. It's week one in college football. We're going to talk about a bunch of the games. Week one in the NFL right around the corner. Next time we talk a week from today, the first game of the season will have been, will have been played, so we're going to preview the game in Arrowhead to kick off the NFL season next Thursday night, the Chiefs and the Lions. Lots to talk about, my friend, and it's great to be with you as always. Great to be with you, Carb. The whole crew, everybody doing good. I'll tell you what, last week, folks, we're keeping track now, 4-1. and one. Uh, and I say it's 4-1 and one as a team. I mean, I took Keegan Bradley over Adam Shank. I said he was a safe bet. His family was there. He wanted to make the yeah. right Carm says I go along with you. Uh, Carm had uh, Notre Dame my, minus the 20 and a half. I said I love that. Then I said I got the under 48 in that game. Then Carm said, you know what? I like that. I took Colorado <laughs> on the bonus play. I went 2-0. and oh. I didn't take the lean that was turned down by the World Gambling Association of the Chicago Cubs. I should have probably taken them too but we start out four and one Carm, and uh what an eventful week this was from uh the highs of uh football being back to the lows of our, our chicago white Sox. yep and, uh, i'm sure that it's been no fun for you i you know i gotta say this chris gets is the only guy besides ted phillips that i've seen visibly sweat during a press conference, and uh, I didn't blame him, to say the least, because he's taken over a tough situation there. Uh, Incredibility is on the line. He's the guy that was in charge of development. I heard somebody say it uh, yesterday that Jerry Reinsdorf told him, well, he wasn't the scout. Yeah, but he was the guy that had the final say. So there's a lot of questions that need to be answered. Then you had the the situation with uh, the, the gun going off in the ballpark the way that was handled and then they try to say the rap concert was called off because of technical difficulties we know why the rap concert was called off because maybe some people were going to get there later there were already people in the ballpark that were probably packing they already had that situation it probably should have been called off at the beginning and i just will say this no matter what chris sketch does there's six front office employees that have been there over 18 years. One's been there 18 years, the rest over 30. And I will say this, and this is a little known fact, my friend, and I, I educate, as you know, on this program. Can you say thank you so much? I didn't know that, Mike. You know, Jay, all the guys say it, you know. There were six lookouts on the Titanic. Did you know that? Um, uh, I, from the movie, I remember the two in the crow's the nest two. up there. <laughs> I got news for you. Those two survived, and there are four others that survived. And they went on to be lookouts on other, on other ships. Is that well, right? That is absolutely true, ladies and gentlemen. Six lookouts. And that's what we have with the White Sox. We still have six lookouts that have survived the Titanic. So they're the sinking of the, 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 well, the Titanic mean, sinking. Think about this. The ass is sticking up in the air. You know, the ass end of it yeah. is sticking up in the air. Somehow those lookouts this. are off. Yeah, I'm, I'm blowing a whistle as a oh fan. My God. I'm trying to get on the door. But oh I will say God. this also. Those six from the White Sox got together. And that was the story that came up with the police combined. 
you got to do better than the bullet falling out of the sky. I was uh, well. I don't know how a bullet magically falls out of the sky. I, I was at the game last I'm Friday. Careful. We we knew nothing of uh, we knew nothing was amiss. I mean, that's what's so crazy about it. And we weren't planning on staying for the Vanilla Ice it's concert just been anyway. A the whole thing, it has been a disaster. And Jerry who, admitted it, and I believe but, Jerry Weinstorf, he's aged 10 years. He, uh, I saw him sitting back there. He's aged 10 years. Oh. I don't care if he's a spry 87 or not. He's been 97 this whole year mm. watching this debacle. And you know what? He got sold a bad bill of goods. And I'm tired of people thinking Han ran the whole show. I told everybody, Kenny's gone and Han, let's move on. But uh, this guy gets... Yeah, I give him a 5 out of 10 in the press conference. I give the media 7. Period. Okay, that's good. And I probably agree with you. Probably about a 5 out of 10 for Chris Gaz at the press God, conference. Yeah, we're, guy. We're, we're just glad football's back. That, that, I, 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 this right. is, it can almost, you know, look, the Cubs are going to make the playoffs. As, uh, Isn't we that something? Sort of, uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, it, at least it sure looks like it the way they've played. I'm just worried about Texas because they're probably going to go on a 10-game losing Texas, man. Texas Between them and Minnesota, they've blown 51 saves. Did you Holy know that? Holy cow. No, I didn't even realize Minnesota's that. Minnesota's blown 25 saves. Holy cow. And no, they're going to cakewalk it to the playoffs because that division's so bad. Think about Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cubs' chances of making the postseason are all the way up to 77%. They got a big doubleheader uh, today. They're in Cincinnati. They've got, uh, they just did a great job winning that series from Milwaukee. Now... They have a series against Cincinnati with this double dip, so it's a four-gamer. The next 11 are against the Reds, Giants, and D-backs, all teams that they're sort of jockeying with. Cincinnati loaded up with a couple good players. I think Renfro's pretty good. Yeah. Look, Cincinnati's going to make a – they're going to make a push. I think the Cubs, just the way they've played, uh, is still worry a little bit about their pitching, but the way they've played and sort of the the – I don't know. I mean, they're, they're, they've got that thing. They've got that thing about them where it just remember, seems like they believe, Mike. Do you remember, Carm, last way back, way back when, last week, when I was stunned that Justin Field was 18, I mean, Justin Steele was 18-1? Steel. Now, yeah, it's been cut in half in a week. I mean, I, I look, I, I said, if you remember, I said to Luke, how is this? He's he, the best pitcher in the National League. I don't care about names. He, I don't care about Zach Gallen and, and Schnell. This guy's as good as anybody right he, now. Look, yeah, I think it was good that he won the duel against Burns. Like, oh that matters. God. His odds oh. have been cut in half. You're right. He's down to 9-1. to one. After last night's start in L.A., Spencer Strider's odds went down a little. He was 2-1 to one before last night. Gave he went out and he runs. pitched. He pitched pretty well. He, he made one mistake to Mookie Betts, but he still he had nine strikeouts. He made the mistake to Betts, and he gave up the three-run homer. But, I, he's, I think, but his odds did go down. He's plus 175 well, now. I Blake mean, Snell's your favorite. I'm not going to let one bad outing. It's not a bad outing, but it's like, okay, one bad pitch. Well, one bad pitch could be a grand slam. Right. And, mean, well, so, yeah, once Lance Lynn, one bad pitch. He gave up a grand slam. That's exactly right. <laughs> well, oh, yeah. I only had one bad pitch. Would you lose my, you know? Well, by the margin that the Grand Slam cost us, I mean, basically, or something like that, or took our momentum away. So I I know what you're saying. Strider's been consistent. But it was not a good outing for him. But it was no a bad right. Outing. Yeah, it was like it was like an you know, against the Dodgers on the road. Maybe you say, hey, okay, you know, not, I don't think it did anything to hurt him. Let's put it that way. How much money did Giolito and Dylan seize? How much have they lost now over the past? I mean, Giolito. Giolito more so, I think, because oh, he's yeah. struggled he so much in the second half. Yeah. He was thinking long-term contract, but Dylan Cease's aura is gone. And I heard, uh, well, I knew this, but I heard Stone say the same thing. They're just laying on his, uh, uh, just waiting for him to, to, to throw a bad, a bad slider. And yeah. it's not working for him.
Yeah, it's not near. He's got to try to rediscover the magic from last year in the offseason. The Cubs pitching seems to be coming through, and their pitching coach has done a tremendous job, I think, keeping things together. And I was wrong about Jan Gomes. I yeah, Jan Gomes, what a year. Nobody's even talking about his steady leadership behind the plate. I was wrong. I wanted them to keep Contreras, who's up to 260. But uh, handling the pitching staff has been key here. I think they made the right assessment about Gomes. I'm glad they signed Hap. He's getting hot right now. I don't mind him batting third, like I said last week. And you got Bellinger and you got Swanson. This is going to be fun. Jan Gomes is going to give them a two, two-and-a-half win season. I mean, that's a good point. How what about a, that? What, what a sneaky, you know, sneaky, sneaky good, good year. Sneaky good, as uh, what's-her-name says, Dottie Pepper. Sneaky good. Sneaky um, good, baby. We got college football back in full swing. Look, there there are a lot of big oh numbers God. and a lot of lopsided spreads. There, there's a couple of really interesting matchups, and Mike sure. and I are going to talk about those. None better than the Sunday night game in Orlando, LSU, and Florida State, a rematch from a game in New Orleans last year that was a thriller. We'll get to all those games. Uh, things last night, it was fun to watch last night. Utah, uh, the revenge game against Florida. Graham Mertz still kind of Graham Mertz, I guess you'd say. Uh, some self-inflicted wounds for Florida. <laughs> I know. I, I know. And, I had him. And, with even, and, and even without Cam rising, Utah had no trouble covering that spread. You also had Nebraska just still, still sort of stuck in that same mold they've been in, even though it's a new head coach. And I think Matt Rule will be good for them, but I thought Scott Frost was going to be good for them. Ultimately, I think Matt Rule will be good, but it was fun to watch a game go down to the fire, final gun. Their quarterback's not good. He, may, he threw a bad interception in the end zone that cost them. They nope. could have won that game yesterday if they have a decent quarterback. A field goal as time expires to win it for Minnesota. Yeah. No team in the football bowl subdivision over the last two years has lost more one-score games than Nebraska. I yep. think it's now four of their last six, and it's a boatload uh, over the last two years. They are 6-2-1 and one against the number over their last nine Yippee. games, going back to last year for whatever that's <laughs> worth. If you had them last night getting the points, you were happy because at you least think Scott you catch the Nebraska a, ticket. You think Scott Frost walks into the next uh, place he wants to coach and says, I covered the spread? <laughs> I don't think so. That's a oh, good okay. point. Okay. Does he say, hey, I was 6-2 and two over my final eight against well, the number? Well, you know, be happy about that. Happy for blue chips. <laughs> exactly. Yes, yeah. happy would be happy about that. I love that. <laughs> that's very good. Uh, tonight we've got Stanford-Hawaii. Uh, full disclosure, I did make a play on this game last night when the line went down to three. I mean, this has come all the way down from, like, ten. Uh, two weeks ago, I think it was seven. What's so, to me, the total's 55-and-a-half. To me, at this point, the value you're getting in Stanford laying three, considering where the number was, is kind of a lay it, don't play it. I know a lot of people are going with the sort of, you know, Hawaii and the emotion of everything, and I get it. They will be emotional considering the events uh, on Maui within the last month, but I just think this is a particularly brutal scheduling spot for Hawaii. Remember, they played in Nashville against Vandy at night last Saturday. They flew back middle of the night. Now they're playing a rested team on a short week. I think and it's sleeping, an absolutely brutal scheduling spot for Hawaii. And sleeping where you could smell the smoke and remind you every day. Carmen said emotional. Yeah. Are you emotionally spent right. by what's happened to you? Yeah. Not emotionally up to play a football game when you might have a niece, a nephew, a yeah. brother uh, buried somewhere. Not it's crazy. Found. Come on. Right. It's crazy. I mean, again, like how does that emotion affect these kids? They Look, oh. they played well last week. They outgained Vandy. They had more time of possession. They had more first downs. It's just they lost the turnover battle, yep. and they lost that game at the end. 
I, I made a play on, like I said, on Stanford when it got down to the key number of three. If Hawaii wins, hey, so be it. I'll be happy for them, and my my wallet won't Me be too. dinged that much. But right. uh, just full disclosure, and not a best play or anything, but I did make a, a play on Stanford last night when that line got down to three. So it's just great to have college football back. we got other games to talk about. Uh, we got a little bit more baseball that we want to touch on. It's actually a pretty good baseball weekend. I mean, the Cubs have this series against the Reds, the Dodgers and the Braves hooking up again, uh, a four-game series that started last night with the Braves winning the first game. They held on to win 8-7. to seven. Those are your probably the, maybe the two best teams in baseball. They're your two favorites for the World Series, so that's exciting. Lots of great stuff for us to talk about, including best plays a little bit later on. Luke Pergandy will join us coming up next. Don't go anywhere, folks. we got a ton to do. Football's back. We're excited about it. We're just getting warmed up. We are the Odds Couple, presented by Circa Casino and Resort. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. You're listening to the Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Welcome back inside the Odds Couple. It is Mike North and Carmen DeFalco with you each and every week here on the ESPN Chicago app and ESPN 1000. We're glad football's back. We're glad to have our next guest. He joins us every week from the PropSwap app and PropSwap.com, a Chicago guy through and through, one of the founding members. Say hi to Luke Pergandy. Oh, Dallas, Texas. Oh, look out. <laughs> hi, Carm. Hi, Mike. Oh, uh, Luke. Luke. What's up? Happy uh, week one. Uh, week zero officially in the rear view. We're at week one in college football. Before you know it here, just uh, inside of a week away from the start of the NFL season. So great time to be a sports better, a sports fan with football being back. Uh, and what has the appetite been like on the app for football now that it is uh, officially here? All the hype has sort of been building and building. What kind of tickets are you guys seeing uh, most frequently right now? Yeah, um, a lot of different NFL futures getting sold. I would say some hot teams. Eagles continue to sell well. No, no surprise there, but a little bit longer odds. Packers are at 65-1. to 1. We're selling some stuff on them. The Steelers hmm. are around... 50 to 1, selling some stuff in the Steelers. I, I like that. Again, you know, both of those two teams are, are prop swap specials, meaning probably not going to win the Super Bowl this year. But if you can, you know, get, like I said, the Steelers at 60 to 1 on prop swap, they have a good first half of the season. You're selling it at odds of 10 to 1. You're making six extra money in, in five weeks. When you came up with the concept, was football the main thing? And. Uh... If it wasn't if it wasn't going to be the main thing, what was your second fallback? The NBA. I mean, I gotta believe if you don't get football, that the company's not going to work as wonderful as it has. That's a good question. Yeah. What was? Yeah. How yeah, did you come question. up with it? So, yeah. So quickly, uh, Leicester City is when we first started thinking uh, about this. This was like soccer. 2012, 2013. They were not 500 to 1 to win the EPL. They were 5,000 to 1 to win the EPL. And I remember when we were, you know, they were at risk of getting relegated the year before, and they literally are playing in the championship. And there was this story of all these UK bookmakers offering to buy these tickets back. And we're like, well, wait a minute. Like, if you could sell that to a person, surely the person would pay a higher price than the sports book would. And some people were declining it. A lot of people were accepting it. It's uh, a common thing in Europe. It's called uh, cash out or ability to sell your bet back to the sports book. 
And we're like, well, if Europeans are doing this and the sports books would pay less than a person would for that Leicester City ticket, there's a business model here. And at the time, we, this was only legal in Nevada. So, you know, we kind of had just one state to, to work with. So I quit my job at Bloomberg. I was living in San Francisco. Uh, Ian was working, working at Canner Gaming, uh, the Canner Fitzgerald uh, yeah, sportsbook yeah. outfit in Nevada. It's the largest sportsbook in the country at the time. Um, and we both quit our jobs and started it. But yeah, Leicester City was kind of the That planted the, the seed. That's amazing. Awesome. Yeah. It is amazing. Yeah. And, you know, and you bring then, up – go ahead. Go ahead, Luke. I was going to say, and then like three, three to four months later, LeBron James returns to yeah. Cleveland. And yeah. the odds went from like 150 to 1 on Cleveland to win the NBA Finals to like 3 to 1. Yep. And we're like, well, if you have 150 to one bet on the Cleveland Cavaliers, like, my God, the season hasn't even started yet. You can make 60 times what you paid for it, and like, we're not even playing basketball yet. It was still the off season. So those are the two main main uh, situations that made us start props off, and and it just made, made too much sense. It's fascinating. It's a great story to hear. Yeah. Uh, and you mentioned the cash out option. I mean, you know, for most of us, whether you were just making bets where it was legal, like Luke said. I mean, you could only do it for so long out in, in Vegas and Nevada. Uh, if you had just your bookie, there was no such thing as a cash-out. Your, your bookie didn't come to you and offer uh, a cash-out. This is as, as it's proliferated hey, now. Hey, bike if you have oh, back. I, I mean, can that you never imagine? happened. Like, I, and at least I, 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 would, I never, you know, I'd never seen an option like that. I never in my wildest dreams would have thought, can I go and cash out this ticket now or what you know would the what book I never buy heard? it back for? You, you know, know what I never heard from my bookie? I feel bad for you. Never. 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 Now yeah, I mean, like, those just those weren't, those weren't options back then until this sort of yeah. you guys created the marketplace and now right. it's legal everywhere and you've got people online and these books will give you cash-out options uh, constantly. Uh, that's all, well, like, in the last five or six years probably, Luke, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, even more recently. I mean, when in 2018, when PASPA got repealed, the Supreme Court said, you know, states should be able to decide whether to offer sports betting or not. And that was, in my opinion, clearly the correct decision, similar to marijuana, just let the states decide if they want to do it or not. And even back then, there wasn't really cash out, you know, on a lot of different sports betting apps. Now it's a commodity. Now if you don't have it, you know, mm-hmm. as a sports book, you're getting left behind. And obviously, we're working on partnerships where you could just digitally transfer a sports bet. You have a little prop swap widget inside of a, you know, an MGM app saying, "Hey, would you like to post this on the prop swap?" That's kind of the next phase of this business, nice. where it's just a seamless transition. And to them, like this is a shiny new feature that they don't have yet. It started with cash out, and then to us, the next iteration is well, sell it to a person instead of selling it to a business. It's like, you know, you want to get your car sold. Yeah, CarMax will pay you today, but if you want to wait three or four days to get a higher bid on eBay autos or, you know, Facebook marketplace, the, a person's going to buy your car for much more than, than CarMax would. So that's kind of uh, where we see this, this industry going. Fascinating. Hey, well, real quick, one more thing before you, uh, we let you go. Baseball note here that I want to uh, just talk to you about. Braves-Dodgers this weekend Ooh. started last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, Acuna and Betts both hitting big home runs in that game. Acuna becomes the first player ever, guys, in the history of this sport to do 30-60. 30 home runs, 60 stolen bases. There's only been three uh, 30-50 seasons ever. But uh, they're your two front runners for MVP. I, I, it's amazing how much Betts has closed the gap because he's been on fire post-All-Star break. He just wrapped up an incredible August. Acuna's minus 130, Betts even money. How do you think this thing shakes out over the final month? Yeah, that's... <laughs> 
And last night was a hell of a game. And Unbelievable. Sure the weekend will be even better. Like that's, I'm you know regular season baseball can be kind of sleepy sometimes, but Braves Dodgers is pretty pretty darn cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, look, we got a big Mookie Betts ticket up for sale. So he's, he's it's crazy how much he's closed the gap. Like it's amazing, he amazing. Was like Twenty to one. He's he's down to even money. Yeah. Mookie Betts is. So, well, he's hitting four fifty. Uh, he hit four fifty yeah. in the month of he, August. He's it's insane. Killing it since in the second half. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, plenty of tickets on Mookie. We got some Acuna tickets available as well. So, you know, like we always say, if the price that you're seeing is to say we got a Mookie ticket at odds of minus 150, submit a bid and tell the seller you pay plus 150. Right, See if right. he takes it. Yeah. You know, it, we, we see that stuff happen every day. Uh, the only two guys uh, other than Acuna to ever even have a 30-50 season, Barry Bonds in 90, he did win the MVP that year, and Eric the Red, Eric Davis did it for the Reds back in 87. That's it, and Acuna is now the first and only guy ever after the slam last night with a 30 home run, 60 stolen base season. Just incredible, but the way Betts has played and how much he's closed the gap is pretty pretty remarkable. Uh, Luke, have a great weekend. Enjoy the football, buddy. We'll catch up next Friday. Thanks, guys. Looking forward to the NFL next week. Yeah, see you, buddy. Oh, here it comes. There he I, is. I said, I said to you a month and a half ago, I'd rather have Acuna than, than Otani. I said that then, and I'll say that now because, and you agreed in a way, hey, he's a beast too. He's, he's a, a beast. beast. And the age, the age makes me like, if you were going to say the next five years. And he's not going to pitch Otani, I, I don't think, for a long time. He might not. longer. Yeah, I think he's you're right about that. He's like, for I, the next year, right? I he's going to have an operation. He's going to be out. I don't know. I, I, I may think about that. It's incredible how great both uh, – excuse me, I may think about Acuna. I love Mookie, too. I mean, Mookie just – you talk about steady Eddie. I, I, another year where he's just delivering. How could Boston let him go? I, I, Mike, I, I – How you, the hell can you I let I thought the same go? thing last night. I said it to myself. Sad. The exact same thing. I'm like, man, how could Boston now, That's what's wrong go? with it's baseball, in a way. Because, I mean, I always shudder at the thought if Ernie – Banks would have had the choice to leave after four or five years being with the Cubs. It wouldn't have made his life any happier. He wasn't that type of guy maybe back then, but if he would have been offered a lot more money, we would have never had the history in this town. I think Incredible. that's robbed people in a lot of cities uh, of a lot of stars that could have stayed there and done much better, as yeah. Cal Ripken did in Baltimore. Right. All right, we got more football to talk about. Yeah, uh, some baby. NFL stuff for next week as we're inside of a week away from the opener of the 2023 season. Some more college stuff as well. Good one in Orlando for Sunday night on your holiday weekend, LSU Florida. We'll talk about that game coming up next. Mike Norvell and Brian Kelly have made a habit out of this, hooking up with one another uh, to start the college season. So don't go anywhere. we got more to do. We're having a great time. We're talking football and baseball. We are the Odds Couple, presented by Circa Casino and Resort. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeValgo and Mike Norris on ESPN 1000. This is the Odds Couple with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco. The Odds Couple on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Welcome back inside the Odds Couple presented by Circa Resort and Casino. Mike North, Carmen DeFalco with each and every week. Catch up on demand this holiday weekend with the ESPN Chicago app. Encore replay Saturday on ESPN 1000 at 1 in the afternoon. Yeah, I like that. Come on. Love Just it. keep the sound down on the TV with one of the football games and put the odds couple on at 1 o'clock. Love it. Uh, best game potentially of the uh, opening college weekend, or eh, I guess last weekend technically, week zero. But uh, this is week one for college. It is LSU and Florida State in Orlando on Sunday night. 
This line is uh, creeping closer and closer down to maybe about a, a point or a point and a half because uh, there has been some money uh, that has come in on the Seminoles. Florida State down to a two-point underdog playing close to home. 56 is the total. Florida State won outright as a four-point dog on a blocked extra point in week one a year ago in I, New Orleans. I was new. I was <laughs> new at the time, and That's I didn't good. have a draw. That's and good. I was at the uh, – maybe you heard of the school Notre Dame. I came right in, but I'm going to tell you now, I feel like I'm a part of the community now. I really feel we're going to win this football game. I'd be dis- – I, I got to be honest with you. I don't know if Florida State is what they were when Dion was there and all them guys. I like to think that maybe they're on the upswing. Yeah, but it's after hard last year I think so, yeah. Yeah, I'd hate to think – that LSU is going to lose this game. But, you know, at least they're not playing Middle Tennessee State oh, like no, Alabama. I, know. Yeah, I this mean, is... you know, I can't stand when Alabama just pads their schedule like this. And then the, and then the people go, but they're so great. You know, no, they're playing Middle Tennessee State. Come on. This is a great way to start. I'm with you. My lean here would be towards uh, LSU. This is not a game I have a position on one way or the other right now, but it would be. My lean would be to uh, LSU minus the two. Yeah. Love the quarterback matchup here. Love Jaden Daniels is a little bit of a longer Well, if they lose, whoever loses is done for the national championship. It it would hurt. It would hurt. And I think LSU is, you know, yeah, look, you got a little bit of the revenge factor. Uh, Daniels was really good last year in the game against FSU. They had a tough time stopping him on the ground. He had over 200 yards passing. Uh, you could still get Jaden Daniels at about 10, 12, maybe even 15 to 1 for Heisman. I kind of like that just to Kelly sprinkle a little coach, on. Man. Kelly yeah, I think both these guys can coach. I yeah. like this game. I think it'll be a good game. It's going to be a fun game. Night. I stay away from it, probably, to be honest with you, because Florida State looks like they should probably lose this game, but that point spread just dictates Vegas isn't stupid. Yeah. It's almost a stay away from me, Carm. Yeah. NFL opener next Thursday night. It is Lions and Chiefs. Very briefly, yesterday, a couple of Vegas books lowered. The Chiefs down to minus six, uh, and then some buyback came in, and the line went back out to six and a half. It's still under the key of seven. Chiefs laying six and a half at home against the Lions. The Chris Jones situation is still the one to watch. It's probably why there has been some more Lions money, and maybe some group came in and made a big bet on the Lions to lower that price at a few Vegas shops. Uh, Look, Mike and I have talked about this a lot over the last couple years. The Lions have the best ATS record in football since the start of 2021. They're 23-11 and 11 against the number over their last 34 games. You've got, like, clashing trends here, though, Mike, because as good as the Lions have been, we know what Andy Reid does with that uh, extra time. Since arriving in KC, the Chiefs are a ridiculous 9-1 straight up and 7-3 and against the spread in Week 1. Mahomes has never lost an opener in his career. So you really do have like these competing trends against one another for next Thursday night. I would lead Kansas City. I'm sorry. Six and a half points. I know that Detroit is an improved team. I know their totals nine, nine and a half in that division. It doesn't mean they're not going to win the division, but you want to talk about, uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, a team like Kansas City that may have some issues, like you said. Well, Detroit had some gambling issues and some other oh, yeah. distractions, yeah. too. Uh, I like Detroit's team. I like their coach. But it's hard for me to go against the Kansas City Chiefs in an opener. Especially when you hear those numbers, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it just is. I, I'm not. I mean, I don't hate on the Lions. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't hate. But I. But I. The, you got Patrick Mahomes, who, like I said, like a lot of, of three or four other quarterbacks, you know you have a great quarterback 
when you might be missing a couple guys at certain positions, and he covers it up because of his play. Yeah, absolutely. You know that, and that there's only two, three, four guys like that in the league. Bears line down to one and a half uh, against the Packers. Bears minus one and a half. We'll give you a little bit of a fuller breakdown next yeah, Friday probably. going into week one. A <laughs> couple other things that just sort of stand out for me, though. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals are clearly uh, signaling to everybody that they plan on being the worst team in football. It's a shame. Uh, yeah, they, they want to be bad, and they want those. And they're going to hope Texas is bad, and then they've got uh, the Texans, excuse me, are bad, and then they're, they could be they could have two top five picks, so we'll see. Commanders what are minus they seven. Do their prospects once again. I don't care if you. I mean, I remember Jadavian Clowney was going to be the next Deacon Jones. He's oh been a yeah, good pro, it didn't happen. But come yeah. on, I mean, I, I just don't understand owning a team in any sport, and and saying I want to lose. I just it's against my nature. Yeah. It is. I'm sorry. Unless they really believe in Caleb Williams and they want to do everything they wow. can to make sure that they have him. Uh, in their sights next Things year. Things have but. soured faster from Watt and you know, yeah. J.J. and all yep. those other guys and, and Hopkins and all, the whole ball yeah. wax has just gone downhill as fast as you could go. Absolutely. Eagles yep. on the road at the Patriots. A stat that I want to give everybody wow. going into next week is remember this. Uh, this century, the Super Bowl loser is 4-19 and against the spread Ouch. in week one the following year. The Eagles are still laying over the key number as well. This opened somewhere around 4.5. It has been bet down, but the, you could still get Patriots over the key of three. You can get now Patriots you plus 3.5. You know this, Carm, that people, a lot of people are betting New England. There's bets that New England will finish last in I know. that division. I know. So it's not like they're playing. No, I know. You know, you know who ain't walking through that door. You're right. Tom Randy Brady Moss is not ain't walking even through. Walking through. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I mean, my God, uh, uh, Teddy Bruschi ain't walking through that door, Irvin right? Fryer's not walking through that door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who are you? Remember those guys? Oh, That's awesome. You talk um, about a ride on the roller coaster. Oh, my God. And you don't have to direct it? Beautiful. I, I do have a half unit play just on the trend. Not, nothing more. I Again, half that. unit. Just on the trend, Super Bowl loser 4-19 and against the spread in the opener the next year. So something to uh, throw into the calculus for week number one. Um, all right, when we come back, we are going to get some ponies from our guy Jim Miller. He's one of the best around. We'll give you our best plays going into the weekend as well. We're so excited football is back. Can't you tell, folks? We're having a great time. Don't go anywhere. More to do. It's Mike North and Carmen DeFalco. We're the, we are the Odds Couple presented by Circa resort and casino this is the odds couple on espn chicago chicago's home for sports this is the odds couple with carmen defalco and mike north on espn 1000 Entering the home stretch on this edition of the Odds Couple presented by Circa Casino and Resort. It's Mike North, the Carmen DeFalco. We're the each and every week catch up on demand on the great ESPN Chicago app. So uh, it is that time of the show to get some expert handicapping picks from one of the best of the business. He's the expert handicapper over at Hawthorne Racecourse where the meet is winding down. They're going to do the track conversion soon. Let's bring him in on the Car X Tire and Auto Guest Hotline. It's Jim Miller. It's crazy to think, yeah, one meet's winding down and another meet's starting, and in between we're going to take 72 hours and flip that racetrack over from a thoroughbred track to a standard bread track, but we work very quickly, and it's one of those things you do when you keep racing going in the state of Illinois. So is this it, Jimmy, holiday weekend? This will wrap up thoroughbreds, and then you guys will run all fall and all winter with the uh, harness meet. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. Sunday and Monday are going to be our final two thoroughbred days of the meet, so we're going to have the mandatory payouts on all of our carryover wagers on Monday. Then right after that, 
The following Saturday, guys, we're kicking things off with the start of the harness meet. Wow. First Sunday of the meet, guys, is going to have 18 races of 430 posts, and that's just because there's such a demand for horses to get in to race, and we're trying to get ready for our Night of Champions the second week of October, so it's a lot of races early on in the harness meet. You know, I, I read uh, in the Daily Herald, I won't mention the name of the person that wrote it, but a, a week or two ago, he basically said, you know, I think that anybody that wrote for that paper thought that uh, Arlington Park was the only race form in the, in the, in the state. He said that racing was completely dead in Illinois, and I, I, he couldn't have been far from the truth. Hawthorne, active the way that they advertise, active the way that they yeah. put up uh, the sports book, active the way that uh, you just said you are changing over. When you see something like that, Jimmy, do you make a call or you just consider the source? It's one of those things where it's just it's an understanding of what we are. And we talked about this time and again, guys. Arlington Park was one of the marquee racetracks in the country. And it's something where we're never going to match that. But at the same time, you have to understand the industry and the breeding and the amount of horses in that, that race in sure. Illinois. And I can tell you, we're definitely far from dead, especially for the fact that we're going to be adding racing days next year. Between the two breeds, you're going to look at 150-ish racing days in the state of Illinois. So it is far from dead. We're just getting started, guys. I think you're going to see a lot of growth actually come in the next few years. That's good to hear. And then uh, the book's up and running. I mean, uh, now that college football and pro football is coming back uh, with racing on the weekend, that book will be hopping, oh, right, yeah. Jimmy? Yeah, it will be hopping. And here's the cool thing. Think about it on Sundays. NFL action. People will come in. They bet the games. They stick around all day. Then they're going to watch harness racing at night with Sunday night football. But the book opens early, stays open late, and it's really been a nice match between the two. All right, so where are we wagering this weekend, my friend? All right, Del Mar. It's their closing weekend yes. at Del Mar. Great stakes-filled card. So we're going to have three horses that we bet across the board, all in stakes races. So race nine at Del Mar, bet the eight Matorius across the board. Race 10 at Del Mar is the Pacific Classic. We're going to bet the three Stiletto Boy across the board. That one's 8-1 to one in the morning line. Ooh. And then race 11, the Del Mar Handicap at the six, awfully naughty across the board, a horse that will get a lot of oh, pace I like to chase. That. I like it, too. I like the name. All right, so three races at Del Mar, the ninth race, the eight horse across the board, the tenth race, the three horse across the board, and then the big one, the eleventh race, the six horse across the board. Is that right, Jimmy? That's right, boys. We're building the bankroll for Bears football, guys. Bears yeah! for football. Jimmy, thanks, buddy. We'll talk to you next week. You got it, guys. Good luck. See you, Jimmy! pal. There's our guy, Jim Miller. Yeah, the uh, the track will be uh, converted over 72 hours, as Jim said, next week after they wrap up the thoroughbred season Saturday and Sunday. So, I'm sorry, Sunday, Monday, excuse me. So, holiday racing at Hawthorne. And then already next weekend we'll have the harness meet that will go all through the fall. Well, my point, so was, my point was there is racing in Illinois. Of course. It's not dead. I mean, right. come on. I mean, give credit where credit's due and quit acting like Arlington Park was the only race form or is the only race form that's in the state. Forget yeah, about it. Absolutely. Yep. All right, as we roll into the weekend, Mike, yep. uh, let's talk about some of our best plays and any Ooh. final big-picture NFL things that we want to talk about. Uh, again, you know, we gave you a little bit of a preview of the opener next Thursday. College football is now back. We're officially into week one. So uh, what are you thinking about this weekend and any other big picture stuff you want to get out there? Well, I will say this, that, uh, you know, I, I saw something today that caught my eye. And, uh, you know, I'm seeing some totals that are changing. I'm seeing there's teams that are in flux right now. I think tread lightly on college football right now. I'll be the first to tell you I bet one game last night and I got beat. Uh, period. I'm going to take it easy because I'm doing better, uh, doing pretty good in baseball. But last week, Carmen, I had a better week. I'm going to go uh, with my first game, Carm. I'm okay. taking 
Minnesota against the beleaguered Texas Rangers. I like it. Uh, plus one and a half at minus 165. That's a lot of uh, wood, but there's a reason it's 165. They don't want you to bet that one and a half. Texas has as many problems in their bullpen as Minnesota does. Mm. I think it's going to be a battle of, uh, of good baseball teams. Minnesota, I remember everybody was spreading doubt about them. They're four games above 500, so it's not terribly bad. All right, I like it. Going with the baseball game sounds yep. good. Uh, North Carolina, South Carolina, one of the better, more interesting Woo. games of this college Woo. weekend. It's a night game in Charlotte at B of A Stadium. It's a sexy quarterback matchup. It's Drake May against Spencer Rattler. Rattler put up very impressive numbers over the final month of last season. He had 13 touchdowns and just three picks in the last five games. Uh, four of those final five all went over the total. He's got his best offensive weapon, his best wide receiver back from a year ago. He does have a new offensive coordinator. Bears fans will recognize the name. Dal Loggins is there. But May versus Rattler. Uh, weather early in the week we thought because of the storm might be somewhat of an issue. Doesn't appear it's going to be tomorrow night uh, in Charlotte. I like the over 64. I think we'll see a shootout. I think a 38-34 game uh, is in the making. So I'm going to say over 64 in the North Carolina-South Carolina game. You feel Mike. the rhythm between me and Karen, folks, when football's back. You feel the 4-1 and one from last week. You feel the momentum. That's what we're talking about over here. I got one more quick one for us. Got it. Miami, crystal ball. Hey, yes. you're either going to get it done or you're not. Now, you're playing Miami of Ohio. They had a decent year, 6-7 and seven last year. Miami has not reached, especially with the nil situation, where they should be. Is this going to be the year? The point spread would dictate that to me, and I was surprised to see that uh, there's more check marks for them in mm. this game. Minus 16 and a half. I'll take my final pick, uh, Carm, the Miami Hurricanes as the rhythm keeps coming at us. I love it. All right, and just a couple <laughs> other things I'll say is football is now officially back. And again, these are things, if you were listening over the course of the summer and you always should be i mean especially why by july yeah why yeah. wouldn't you mike and i really start breaking down and previewing college and pro football uh, in the july and august shows uh and a couple of things that we gave out way back when but i'll just reiterate the the, the juice has kind of gone nuts on this one because the cowboys have taken a lot of money this summer oh. but i do like the cowboys over nine and a half i have it at a more reasonable price it's all the way up to about a minus a dollar seventy i still you know, I, I see the Cowboys getting to at least 10, so I, I like the Cowboys over 7.5. Real we quick also, on that, Carver, Go ahead, quick. Mike. Go ahead. Would it be 9.5 if – I mean, I hear people saying they're going to win the Super Bowl. I mean, 9.5 is I know, for a Super Bowl. I know, For right? a Super Bowl team? I know. Come I know. on. I still like them. I, mean, they've, they've pop, right, I don't like Mike McCarthy, but they've popped 12 uh, – back-to-back 12 and 5 seasons, and – I like. I just like the, the weapons that they have on that offense. I think the Brandon Cooks addition is good for them. So I like the Cowboys. Uh, I got the Texas two-step thing going. I like the Longhorns this year. Again, this is something I got. Oh, I gave out over the summer. They were about plus 120 to win the Big 12. They're down to even money. Uh, I also have a play on their over for they're the so year. So, aren't they, Carm? Boy, there's something about it's like is what it? am I? Why am I suckered in all of a sudden this year into oh, Dallas there. and the Longhorns? It's like, oh. are you kidding? I mean, Dallas in the Longhorns is I to know. Me, I, I mean, know. It's, it's like walking the Green Mile, but You're right. you might be right. You're right. We'll see, I guess, come, <laughs> at, come season's end. Just a couple of the big picture things that we yep. like. But uh, yep. we're so glad football's back, and we're glad that we'll be talking about it each and every week with all of you uh, great listeners. And we appreciate everybody listening. Thanks to Jake Cantu for putting the show together today. Thanks to Jim Miller, of course, and Luke Pergandy. Enjoy football. Uh, enjoy the opener in the NFL next Thursday, Mike. We'll react to that, and we'll have a full breakdown of week one for everybody next week. So long, everybody.
This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports.